0: SPS Radio. So, uh, my name is Carla. I'm 48 years old, born in Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, my parents are both Portuguese, so my dad from the north. And my mom from the south of the country. Um, and even though Portugal is a tiny place compared to Australia, um, it is still very diverse and nuanced. So I can see the characteristics of north and south of the country in me. Um, uh, and I grew up in the center of the country in Lisbon. So I guess I, I have a pretty mixed and rich Portuguese cultural heritage. <laughs>
1: And do you find any similarities between your culture and Aboriginal culture?
0: Well, I I find some um, similarities, yes. So, uh, like Portuguese people, many Aboriginal people have um, this great sense of (laughs) humour. Also, I find um, Aboriginal people very family-oriented, which is something that in Portugal we value tremendously. So, family and friends mean absolutely everything to Portuguese people, um, and they always come first. However, um, uh, I also find fundamental differences between both cultures. So um, being Portugal and European country, uh, we, we have different time management, for example. We are constantly rushing and chasing the next thing. It's terrible, terribly stressing. Um, Aboriginal people on the other side have a wonderful way of perceiving and using time in a very um, deeper, meaningful way. Um, also, I can say, say that um, the way elderly are included and participative in society is substantially different in Western cultures and Aboriginal cultures. So um, in Aboriginal cultures, the elders are the most respected due to their wisdom and life experience. Um, I just wish we could learn something from that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you have done a Master's um, of Research on Cultural Competence for Western astronomers who develop astronomical research projects on sacred Indigenous lands here in Australia and Hawaii. I understand you enjoyed this very much. Can you tell us about this research and your connection with our First Nations people, please, Carla?
0: so so yes I, I i loved this research project very much so um through my study i i realized that over the last uh 40 years uh, there had been substantial conflict between indigenous people wanting to manage and obviously protect their lands and western astronomers who wish to build research facilities on those lands um, my research explored the origin of those conflicts the consequences for both indigenous peoples and astronomers, um, and how those conflicts can be softened uh, or maybe stopped in the future, uh, which is a very ambitious (laughs) ambitious goal. But in all these uh, long-lasting and um, uh, uh, diplomatically exhausting conflicts between indigenous peoples and astronomers, the focus of the problem seems to have been twofold. Uh, so, cultural incompatibilities around the use of the land and the meaning of sacred site for indigenous community, uh, and, and the advancement of scientific and commercial progress for the astronomers. So um, I guess both communities had been unable to negotiate an effective uh, agreement between them. Uh, And when astronomers tried to protect both their projects and build an appropriate relationship with Indigenous people, they had no culturally appropriate strategy to do so, which is terrible. So uh, major concerns focus on issues like cultural appropriation, communication barriers, um, and difficulty in establishing correct and positive social, cultural and political relationships with the indigenous communities. Um, Consequently, um, these issues reflect poor cultural um, competence on the part of astronomers. So definitely astronomers are often accused of being culturally insensitive. Um, In the context of my of my projects, I observed this uh, in the 30-meter telescope, the so-called TMT, considered the astronomy's um, next generation and biggest observatory in the world, which is planned to be built in Mauna Kea, um, away tallest uh, mountain. Um, consider one of the best places in the world to build this telescope due to its dark sky from lack of light pollution, clear air, good weather, etc. But the problem is that um, the mountain is also land protected by the Historic Preservation Act, meaning that Manoakea is a sacred site to Kanaka Maoli peoples. Above all, uh, which is even worst, is that this, mo- this mountain is a crucial uh, burial ground where um, they have their ancestors buried. Of course, indigenous Hawaiian people who are the protectors of this mountain's land, sky and water, feel indignation and think that this Telescope Protect um, project is culturally destructive, uh some somehow impractical, offensive, and not inclusive of their voice. Um, in Australia, I study another telescope, the square kilometer array, the so-called SKA. Which is an international project to build the world's largest radio telescope and one of the largest scientific endeavors in history. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, The SKI project is being developed in two different indigenous lands consulted from the beginning of the process and already fully approved by the Indigenous communities, which is uh, already a really good um, start of the project. Uh, SKI will be developed in South Africa's Karoo region and Western Australia's Merchijan Shire. And the traditional owners of these lands are the Australian Aboriginal Yamaji and South African Sun people. They have unique, beautiful ways to explain why the sky looks like it does. Uh, And so indigenous artists from both regions were invited by the SKA scientists to do paintings and other artistic representation based on their traditional stories about the night sky. The concept was named SKA shared sky and resulted in an exciting form of sharing knowledge. So uh, by showing interest, finding collaborative ways of working, respecting the culture, and accepting that indigenous peoples have relevant knowledge about the sky, Uh, SKA scientists found the best way to relate with the owners of the lands they intend to use for the implementation of their science project. So in sum, I I found out that um, SKA project is more culturally competent after analyzing and comparing these two astronomy projects, both developed in indigenous lands. TMT, on the other hand, failed Um, in this approach to dealing with culture, indigenous peoples, sacred sites, understanding and acceptance, Um, overall cultural competence is needed here. So, yeah.
1: You did three years of PhD in Indigenous education. The study explored how to enhance the knowledge of non-Indigenous educators to support better Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students learning in Australia's higher education. What did you learn most about Indigenous Australians and education through doing your PhD?
0: Oh, um, Caroline, I learned that unfortunately there are um, consistent patterns of racism, uh, lack of cultural competence, substantial underrepresentation, and inequitable access uh, of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders in Australian universities over the last decade. Um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students are most uh, prominently disadvantaged. Regarding access and participation. Um, Therefore, the students require the most attention regarding national equity policy. Uh, Also, Um, I also find that regarding employment, very few Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are employed by universities. Um, And of those employed, the majority are confined to Indigenous centres. This means that something in the university system is very wrong. Um, The commitment from universities to Indigenous employment is far from being enough uh, and needs to be addressed by flexible, alternative, affirmative action uh, employment policies. Um, According to recent studies overall, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples make up less than 1% of higher education students and are among the the most underrepresented minority groups on Australian campuses. Um, Also another thing is, um, historical and cultural issues play a crucial role here. Uh, fundamental differences between Indigenous and non-Indigenous sociocultural values are reflected um, in teaching styles and pedagogies, uh, course content and levels of available support. Um, as a result, while some Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students succeed in higher education, attending university still remains an isolating experience associated with feelings of exclusion from the main mainstream academic environment for many, many students. Um, Most importantly, I I observed that um, Many Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students find universities to be places where their identities are defined by others uh, and subsequently challenged and or discounted. Uh, Students are often asked to speak for all indigenous peoples in class discussions, for example, and encountering and navigating racism content in curriculum. Um, Some of the students find support in the indigenous focus programs, indigenous centers and indigenous community members. Many navigate these challenges, unfortunately alone, feeling alienated within the university. So um, to summarize, um, a curriculum that reflects almost exclusively Western white dominant culture, social values, practices and worldviews; the insufficient representation of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander staff, in universities and lack of trauma informed teaching and learning that ensures that educators create culturally spa- safe spaces that enable students to engage well with content are spaces where the Australian educational system um, uh, really has room for reflection and major improvement. Um, and I must say here that I, I, I didn't finish my PhD uh, yet, so I guess. I have uh, a lot more to discover so, so yeah.
1: I understand after three years working on your PhD you actually realised that a study on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander education is perhaps in your words not your place as a privileged white woman. Can you share your thoughts with us more on this please Carla?
0: Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, My answer to that is pretty straightforward. So um, after three years of PhD, I, I just realized that I am still very much part of the problem, even though my primary focus and best best intentions were always to be part of the solution. um, After many difficult and discomforting conversations with my research team and my research collaborators and even with my research participants, I decided to step back just to gain more time to learn more and do better. Uh, I am embracing my decolonizing process most generally and strongly possible. I need to accept and thoroughly understand my cultural heritage and, uh, and also reflect deeply on my white privilege to feel I am finally culturally competent enough to go back to these research projects. Um, the truth is that I feel the need to be more honest and coherent with my research I respect Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people so much that I feel the need and the urgency to take some time to reflect and learn. I can't um, work on the decolonization space, uh, which is the the space of my PhD, and not decolonize myself first. Uh, At least that's how I understand it. Um, So I I take my work and my career very seriously, no doubt about it, Uh, still. As a non indigenous researcher who works in the indigenous uh, area, I feel I need to put the regional and tourist rate island peoples first um so so yeah i decided that i'm i'm now profoundly in my decolonizing process and i actually couldn't be prouder of myself and my decisions um and i challenge other white researchers educators and people to do the same it is a very dark place to be at times i must confess that but it is also very liberating Um, Most importantly, I believe it is the right thing to do when one lives in a country where it is vital to learn to respectfully navigate a two worlds um, uh, context.
1: Why do you like working in the Indigenous education space, Carla? Well, to be honest, I
0: love every area of the Indigenous space, not only the education research area. So Indigenous peoples worldwide, but particularly the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples has the oldest culture alive on the planet. Amazes me constantly. So uh, the elders I have uh, had uh, honour and privilege to meet and work with are so full of wisdom. They know so much about all the things in. The World, They have such a unique sense of time, a deep scientific knowledge of the night sky, for example, of, of the land, the animals, the plant cycles, how to live life and care for others and so on. Honestly, the indigenous education is only a tiny part of what I like in the indigenous culture. Yeah.
1: And did you find it challenging working in the indigenous education space? I know you've touched on this already for us. So, so um,
0: yes and no. Um, yes, it was challenging for me to work in the indigenous space as a white woman. But no, it is not challenging working in the indigenous area as long as we can walk. Through that journey, with Indigenous peoples leading us and leading the processes the way they feel the community needs and wants. So, um, what I want the most, what I found, sorry, the most difficult was to establish relations and trust with Indigenous peoples as a white woman in an entirely westernized and colon- uh, colonialist university environment, where Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people don't feel safe, comfortable or supported the way they think they need, want, and deserve. So I guess the whole Australian university system makes things harder for both Indigenous students and international PhD students like me, who, who really are respectful and, and humble and really want to learn and grow with their Indigenous supervisors, research colleagues, and research participants. But then they end up seeing themselves trapped in the system, uh, somehow trapped. So in some, it's not challenging to work with indigenous peoples at all, not in the indigenous research space or in any other area, I I think. What is challenging is the university system that is not designed for uh, a two world experience that helps everybody involved, indigenous and non-indigenous, to feel safe, comfortable and happy working together, I think.
1: And what does NAIDOC Week mean to you personally?
0: Okay. So for me... Neither quick is time to pause, uh, just to reflect, to learn, and have discomforting but necessary and urgent conversations between non indigenous and indigenous peoples. Uh, it's time to create bridges of knowledge and understanding. Uh, it's also time to share, give back be brave, be open, be active, respectful, and perhaps try something different uh, and new together. Um, It's also time to cry and laugh together because I believe that when people from diverse cultural backgrounds start laughing and crying together, I think that it's indicative that they are finally in the stage where they understand and and truly connect. So, So yeah, it's a very, very important week.